Welcome to Ahead of the Game, a podcast brought to you by the Digital Marketing Institute. I'm your host, Will Francis, and today I'll be talking to the DMI's Chief Marketing Officer, Mishka McInerney, who first appeared in an episode in July 2021 about behavioural science. And today we'll be talking to us about digital marketing skills for today and tomorrow. Mishka has over 20 years' experience in a variety of roles around the world, from co-founding an email marketing company in Australia and running her own consultancy in Ireland to holding senior positions at major brands before landing here at the DMI in late 2020. As marketing head at DMI, Mishka brings to the table valuable insights from both her own work and also original research into where CMOs see the state of marketing skills today. Mishka, welcome to the podcast. Hi, Will. Nice to, nice to see you again. again. It is great to see you again. It's been a while. Um, and today we're going to talk about digital marketing skills, right? Yeah. Why is that on your radar? Why is that important to you at the moment? I think looking at the macro context, cost of living has gone up. Uh, we've got massive inflation. That's including wage inflation that we need to be, as CMOs, we need to be planning our skills for tomorrow to make sure that we're building the skills today. So what I mean by that is that we've got to diagnose what skills are missing within our team for what we want to do, for what to align with our data, or with our overall marketing strategy. So, um, and you have to understand whether, uh, and budget, I suppose, whether you want to import those skills, i.e. hire in for those skills, or whether you want to grow them from within. Um, a lot of people are going for grow within because uh, a lot of companies are doing that because it helps uh, make sure that people are in a continuous learning path within the company. It helps um, attract and retain talent because if people know that they can grow and learn within the company, then they're going to stay within their role. They're always going to be feel challenged and always understand that they're going to learn more within their role. Mm. And that's actually the second highest behind salary, of course, reason why people would stay at a company. So I think you need to now, um, if you're going to import them or, or, or hire them in, then that's going to be costly to the business. And with the cost of doing business and wage inflation on the increase then and budgets being you know, forced downwards, then that's that, that that's a big challenge that we need to overcome as CMO. So I think you need to plan now mm. for the future and make sure that the skills that you have or will or will need next year or the year after are being grown now within the business or hired now if now within the business. There seems a bit of urgency around digital skills gaps at the moment. Is that because of the acceleration of digitization in the wake of the COVID nineteen pandemic? Uh, I do think that is. I, I think if you look at some. Uh, of the industries like retail, you know, went all online and now you're seeing more of a hybrid, but everyone moved online and mm -hmm. then retail companies needed to be able to sell first online, give an exceptional customer experience online. You see like new players like the the drinks industry, it was, um, you know, they go, they went through supermarkets or through pubs, but now there's the the home is one of the biggest channel channels for some of the drinks companies. So the likes of Coca-Cola, Heineken, they're all facing that. How do you engage people digitally to then realize a sale? So that's a big challenge for that industry. So COVID has, has, has changed that industry and the way they, they operate. Mm -hmm. And then equally, say, pharmaceutical as well, which is massively highly regulated uh, and everything was, you know, paper-based there was a, a direct channel via the the sales reps into the um in, in, into the pharmacies now you've got 
um, a direct to consumer channel where digital is paramount, but actually being able to keep the 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 compliance element of 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 um, so you need people that are strong compliance skills, but you need them to be digitally enabled as well. So that has accelerated the pace of that industry as well. Um, and then I suppose companies like the the financial services industries were on a path to digital transformation, probably laggards compared to telcos, et cetera. But they've had to accelerate the pace, the pace because branches are closing and now it's more, it's an online offer. You got the fintechs coming in to take over as well uh, and, and eating their share of the pie. So they've had to accelerate the pace of digital transformation. So, so it, I, I think with COVID, I don't think it's, I don't think it's changed the world. I think it's accelerated the pace of digital. Mm. Um, yeah, I, I think that kind of acceleration of digitization has just exposed skill gaps, right? Where it wasn't maybe a massive problem that there was that there were digital skill gaps. Um, it kind of highlighted that there probably was a problem, and um, you know, companies need to be working harder and getting more out of digital channels because they're doing more business digitally, right? Uh, and also, their budgets are being cut and they're being forced to 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 get greater ROI from existing budgets so attribution mm. becomes a big issue we ran a survey to over 500 CMOs um, a few months ago and one of the top pain points was marketing ROI and getting greater ROI from uh, their existing budget so I think data analytics is going to almost be the linchpin of every marketing strategy and then also of, of that kind of building the skills gaps. And I don't think it's data marketing. I think it's data and marketing. I think it needs to run through the veins of every marketeer rather than be a separate silo, because then you've got to have that short gap between data to insight to action. And the only way to do that is to build that skills within the team holistically. And obviously, you know, if you can afford as a company to hire data analysts or data scientists that's great because that'll accelerate the pace but i think you need to build that skill within the team yeah no i get that now before i dive into asking you about specific skills just for the benefit of our listeners who are thinking of maybe transitioning into a marketing role what do you think about the whole generalist versus specialist um dichotomy conversation you know what what would you if, if a friend asked you for advice would you advise them to be a generalist or a specialist uh, a specialist all day long um okay i think you've got to build your craft you've got to understand what you like doing uh, and what you're good at um and then build that craft and and go for that specialism um mm. i think if you're going generalist i suppose you can work in a in a, in a smaller company and, and do a wide build a wide range of skills True. um but I think in order for you to to kind of build your career and build your craft, you got to go specialism. Um, okay, that's interesting. So to what extent could I ask you about your team at the DMI and how they're made up and what, what kind of skills you expect to have there? You've got lead generation. That's looking at how do we acquire customers at the lowest possible cost in terms of efficiency and get the maximum ROI from those customers. And I mean mm. by... The, the maximizing their lifetime value uh, and their conversion to sale. We've got marketing automation, and that is the ability to harvest data, our first-party data, our second-party data, and our third-party data, and to be able to automate customer journeys. If you're looking at PPC, for example, it's very bottom of the funnel. It's, it's high cost. Um, it's quite transactional. Mm. Uh, it's not scalable because 
it'll erode your profit margin. So you've got to go top of the funnel. But the return on effort to top of the funnel, if you're only converting a certain percentage of those kind of low passive audiences over time, you've got to have automation that supports that. Um, and so we have marketing automation specialists that is um, looks at our first party and, and enables our first party data strategy. Mm. Um, we also have conversion rate optimization because if you've paid um, 100 odd uh, euro dollars to get someone to the site, then you've got to convert them. So and you've got to maximize that traffic uh, to value and understand what their need state is, because some of them are going to be high intent. Some of them are going to be medium intent and some of them are totally passive. And you've got to understand that what, what that is. So that's kind of the, the role of the CRO. And, and then we've got a, a customer team, which is more looking at the customer value um, and, and harvesting that kind of passive uh, data or the data, harvesting the data and, and changing that kind of passive intent into high intent, understanding those intense signals over time, but using a low cost per acquisition channel, which is that one-to-one communication through email, you know, 0.01 uh, cent uh, versus uh, obviously the, the 100 euro, which is the PPC. So t- t- leveraging email um, and omni-channel, but, but, but mm. primarily email leading that and getting the most out of our existing <coughs> membership base. Um, that's kind of on the on the B2C side, our partnership side and, and our B2B side. That's very interesting, isn't it? Because, you know, you called out those specialisms. These are things that are very new and modern types of role. You know, they're, they're not, they would be unrecognisable to someone who works in marketing even just 10 years ago. Um, and if you talk to someone like 20 years ago or pre-digital, they'd be like, sorry, what language are you speaking? Um, so and, uh, that's very interesting. So to unpack a couple of those, I mean, CRO has seems to have exploded because I think, Yes, in this increasingly digitized world, people have realized, well, if you, with an incredibly marginal gain, like changing the conversion rate from 3% to 4%, which sounds like nothing, you've actually increased the bottom line of a company by a third, right? So that, that, is, that is very interesting. I mean, but you still, you still have, do you still have some of those more traditional skills in the team as well that we would typically think about like copywriting, creative um, strategy? We've got copywriting, creative, uh, and we've mm. got um, content marketing. But again, mm. the whole kind of lead nurturing, top of the funnel data capture, bringing them into lead nurturing journeys over time. Um, and and it, so it's not necessarily social media. That's just a channel. It's it's content marketing. It's like getting Good. the right content to the right people at the right time to help them in, <clears> in, 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 in their life and in their journey, in their learning journey. So I think that's, that's important. Yeah, because... The way that you know, I, I, the, the conversations I have where we talk about this stuff, the word, words like data and um, automation and um, what have you do come up a lot. And I think I wouldn't, I wouldn't like listeners to kind of go away thinking that there's no room for the traditional creative skills in marketing, and that it's all about you know data dashboards and using marketing technology. That the last the last podcast that we, we um, I was on and we had a great chat about it was was using behavioral science to, to in marketing and actually mm. trying to understand who your customer is and i think creative that the creative and the copy that actually feeds into that is is absolutely paramount because there's no point in having all of these insights and all the plumbing in pace which is all the data marketing yeah. automation is at the end of the day you're not communicating 
to your customer in a meaningful way or your prospective customer in a meaningful way. And that's when you're winning the hearts and minds. It's in the creative, it's in the um, it's in the copy and how you're speaking to your customers. We did some interesting research where we scraped Reddit uh, to understand, because we have a way of speaking to our customers and we think that's the right way, but actually how do our customers talk about us organically in, in conversations mm, yeah. and threads? We're looking at mining that for kind of nuggets of how we should be talking to them in a way that they understand. So absolutely, um, that is, if, if you don't have, you need good creative and you need really good copywriting to, to, to engage with that audience. The data will help you understand how that marketing mm. automation is the plumbing. But if you can't talk to them, then, then you're, no, you're not. And where are we with creative skills in today's digital world? What 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 do you what are your observations about that? I, I think um, I think it's undervalued. To be honest with you, mm. I think it's really undervalued the the role of really good creative. I think there's data there's there's um, tech platforms now that analyze creative and help you understand mm. what what creative is engaging with your audience. I was looking at a data platform the other day called Video Mob, and it basically yep. hones in on even within a video still, what is what are what are your audience responding to? Um so that will help you understand what creative, so it's not just the fact that you engaged with this audience, but what creative won over that audience. I think you need to understand that. And once we understand that, we can put a value back on creative and the importance of creative. I think we've homog- we've basically homogenized, we've, we've downplayed brand and, 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 and not brand, but creativity because we've built all this plumbing skills up. But if you don't have both, then you're not going to be able to connect with them. Yeah, and true. And I suppose, you know, cr- the creative skills are currently um well and now a day is living alongside ai you know um and currently quite happily you know we 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 know we tend to know ai generated imagery when we see it we're okay with that it's used in various ways and um that's fine um ai generated copy seems to have become useful but also um clearly there's value in non-AI generated copy and and platforms like Google are having to kind of respond to that uh, sort of tidal wave of uh, low quality AI produced copy across the internet. Um, So, you know, how does that impact? How do you think those developments impact the plight of a creative and and their skill set today? I think it's still, it's it's new, it's novel. People are using it because it's lower cost and it's highly scalable. Mm. But uh, I think if you don't have a good creative platform and and it doesn't come from creative insights and data-driven insights, then it's just spray and pray, really, and you're not really understanding um, who your audience is and how you're speaking to them, how you're resonating with them, which I think is, is... what we need to do as marketers so i think it just yeah. it, it everything's going into a black box as well like you don't know what creative they saw that drove them to the site you don't know what like google's performance max is going to be a a, a, a black box we won't know whether what it type is. of creative what platform what channel drove it we'll know that we get a roi of two to one roas but we won't know what, what drove it like so i think you have mm-hmm. to stay close to your customer and you have to engage with them in a meaningful way and just like chatbots <laughs> won't um are, are are kind of ai driven there's a certain point at which it's 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 too 
it's too impersonal. It's 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 a robot. Um, yeah. And I, I think that you've got to get personal, and that 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 needs creative intervention rather than just a. a mm. Hello, a quick reminder from me that if you're enjoying our podcast series, why not become a member of the DMI so that you can enjoy loads more content from webinars and case studies to toolkits and more real-life insights from the world of digital marketing. Head to digitalmarketinginstitute.com forward slash ahead of the game to sign up for free. Now back to the podcast. What's the kind of impact of remote working versus hybrid working on digital skills you know our skills uh, are some are some skills absolutely you know lend themselves to hybrid working or remote working i mean what do you think about that i think there's a bigger issue to solve in that remote and hybrid working because um what you have i i think first of all the soft skills are are, are not transferred um mm remote working so you know mm. you're listening to someone you're watching how they're handling objectives or or they're handling someone with you know when they're managing up or managing across or managing down and you pick those up subconsciously and i think that True. that that in-person interaction i think that will be a big problem in terms of how people are going to progress with their career because those soft skills that you need to be able to, to to move up the ladder so i think that is a problem that needs to be addressed but if you look at it at a kind of at a macro level uh, we are trying to use the same tools or most companies are trying to use the same tools for internal communication that they used before uh, COVID, bar, bar Zoom, right? But like we're still using email as a, as a channel. I thought it was interesting the other day, a company, an advertising company called TBWA and they were offering internal employer branding and internal communications as a, as a, a creative platform and create a strategy and but it was interesting because they wanted to be able to it, we talk to employees the way they consume information so it's not about emails and it's not doing a pulse survey every once in a while to see if everyone's happy or engaged or disengaged you've got that whole thing of that quiet that quiet what is it the silent resignation where people are just you know showing oh, yeah. up but they're not really there sure. right so yeah. I think internal communications and how you're communicating with your employees to get them a, a cohesive message and getting them feeling the company, but that can't be done through an email every once in a while. It has to be like you can see see companies like Facebook. They have like podcasts. They have um, you know videos. They have um, bots. What internally? Internally, internally, mm. like so treating yeah. like they're they're. You would, and and analyzing that for engagement because email is is just one channel but there has to be a, a multi communication channel that allows you to consume information the way you want to consume information not the way it's but then you'll see hiring employee engagement it'll build the skills within the business it'll make sure that all the employees wherever they are in the world are you know hybrid or remote that they're all they're all aligned to the goals, the objectives. They're all they're all moving in the same direction. Part of a and culture. Yeah, that exactly. And I think mm. that's going to be that employer branding teams with the internal communications will be a skill that will need to be built within companies. Uh, I think it's it's a marketing because it is an extension of marketing. It's actually treating people within the business like they're 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 a customer. How are they engaging? Are they 
Um, yeah. You know, how do they feel? Um, yes, particular skills do lend themselves to remote working for sure. But there's just different people have different ways that they like to work. Some people are very introverted. They don't really want to be part of the culture. But look, if they're the best designer on the planet, and then you should hire them. And if they want to just be locked away in their room working away, then I think that's kind of fine, you know. Moving everyone back to an office situation doesn't suit the introverts. They're liking their... Um, Absolutely. Their, you know, so you have to, again, if you're bringing them back, then you have to cater for everyone and that kind of diversity of... Um, yeah, or, or make some big decisions about who you want to hire and how much you actually value skills, you know. Um, funnily enough, talking about soft skills... There was a um, a report that uh, LinkedIn produced uh, in September 2022 about the top soft or, well, power skills, as they like to call them, uh, that you need to future-proof your career. I'm always interested in these soft skills personally, or I'm going to start calling them power skills. So, yeah, the top ones were leadership, communication, problem-solving, management, time management, and strategy, which, by the way, obviously are all um in, included areas of instruction within within DMI courses they're all things that we cover here at the DMI how do you think that ties into you know this what what you're talking about this need to kind of fill digital skills gaps are these power skills a big part of that i think they are i also think um i don't I didn't hear you mention it but i think influencing others should be a big skill mm. that because you've got your digital natives um, who know uh, what to do and can see have grown up with digital um, to on a, in a transformation journey where you've got maybe people who aren't as digitally literate potentially making decisions um, that are maybe the wrong decisions or maybe ill-informed decisions and I think that the role of the maybe uh, I don't want to be ages but maybe a younger generation is to 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 influence them and to bring them around to their way of thinking so that they are making informed holistic 360 decisions and I think that's a really important skill to cultivate as a digital marketer um, and also you know you win arguments with data but you also need to understand the language people are talking um, so that you can talk to them in a language that they understand and and that you're you're playing back to them a language that they understand as well so there's the subtle um uh ways that, that 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 skill can be cultivated but i think again that mm -hmm. is a power skill i'm loving that i'm going to use that now um, a power skill that 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 is is difficult to transfer in a, in a hybrid environment true that and you know I, I i deliver a lot of um courses around digital marketing and i've been doing so quite intensively over the last couple of years particularly and there's something that i've noticed um, when I talk to people on these courses is um, a very common sentiment is, well, this is all great, but now I, I, I'm going to get a lot of pushback when I go back and internally try and explain that we, you know, we're, we're doing things in a maybe old fashioned way. We're not really, you know, talking to people like in the right way, in the right channels, etc. And I sort of I, I've, I've realized that a massive part of working in marketing is explaining to senior stakeholders, etc. Why why this is a good idea or that is a good idea and justifying things. And because digital marketing moves so fast, you're always faced with the problem. You've, you've got to challenge 
out of date assumptions and out of date um, kind of you know ideas within a, a more usually a more senior and usually an older you know uh, echelon of the company. Um, and so you're always kind of battling the internal dinosaurs, as it were. Um, and I think if you can't do that, actually, it's, it's probably no exaggeration to say your ability to get real, really good marketing done is is very likely compromised. Would you agree with that? I would. I would agree. And I'm always an advocate of like data wins arguments, but it's it, as I said earlier, it's more subtle than that. It, like, mm. You can present data, you can present research, you can uh, to win your argument, but you need to understand what the blockers are. What what what's, what are what are they thinking, and what obstacles do you have to overcome to get your point across? Because it mightn't be. It, you have to understand what their issues are, or what the the obstacle is first and then mm. when you understand that then present your data and maybe do it twice or three times until it sinks in because <laughs> sometimes <laughs> the first time doesn't work because you got to plant the seed and then you got to water it as well you know so i think um persistence beats resistance is that what they say so um, like that. That, 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 that's <laughs> but again like it's not just data it's not bulldozing them at data it's understanding the no. language that they speak what are the obstacles what 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 is their mindset? What 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 mindset shift do you need to 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 overcome or or to to tackle in, in oh, getting yeah. your point across? You know, absolutely, uh, that's important. Um, another thing I come across that's just so common in digital marketing is uh, this idea. Well, there's a million things we could do, and people are very distracted because there are a million things you could do in digital marketing, right? Um, and so. I suppose, how do you, uh, to bring it back to skills, how do you prioritize and how do you therefore work out what skills to focus on really kind of going deep and and, and um, honing and therefore which channels and, and strategies and tactics to um, really lean on um, to, um, get, you know, get achieve your objectives? So uh, I think that actually speaks to another uh, skill that you need to cultivate within marketing and that's kind of that, like, testing and learning culture mm. uh, that you have to kind of fail hard and fail fast. I know that's a coined phase, but mm. but when we're looking at a hypothesis and what to how to prioritize, we're looking at, okay, what is the data-driven insight that actually this, that underpins, what, what problem are we trying to solve? What's the data-driven insight that actually um, to, it, it supports the hypothesis? And then how do you implement it? And what does that testing cycle look like? And then is it easy to implement? Uh, and what was is the potential ROI? So it might have a, a low ROI, but it might be really easy to implement, and therefore you do it. And if it's got a high ROI but difficult to implement, then what's the return on effort there? And then that helps you build a prioritization framework. But then you've got to do fail hard and fail fast. And people, it has to be okay. You have to keep people give people permission to fail. It has to be okay for them for that experiment not to work. Um, and and that it's okay because this is part of the learning process. Course, and yes, it was yeah. built on data, but that's okay. Like people, people don't feel comfortable doing that. If you think about the whole kind of like social media culture, everything's about perfection. Everything's it's not okay not to be okay. Uh, and and th- so instilling that and cultivating that is really really important. And that is something that you can do remotely because it's about the process that you build. And and if somebody says like. 
you hear some companies that have like okay this is the biggest failure of the month like and they're celebrating failure because that's how you learn like mm. um but i think it, it doesn't you have to go to that extreme but it, you know oh that didn't work okay well what are we going to try next you know like and that you're you're comfortable with that and that's okay because that's how you learn yeah that's that's very true it's a again it's, it's just a culture shift thing um if I'm a listener who has maybe done a DMI course, maybe DMI Pro, something like that, um, what would be my next steps in terms of actually starting to develop those skills I'd learn on a screen um, and bringing them into you know, the world in practice and honing them, developing them? I suppose one of the things that we do get a lot of feedback on um, is that are the toolkits that we have. Um, mm. in our uh, membership so that so if you're learning for example about content marketing you've got a content marketing profile builder or content marketing persona builder uh, uh, downloadable um, that helps you bridge the gap between the theory and the actual and, and implementing it so what we see in our feedback is that a lot of people who have done our courses and used our toolkits is like there's very it's easily implementable it's bite-sized chunks and you're able to implement it i think the only way that you're going to learn is by doing um and getting yourself into a position yeah. where you can you can implement what you learned and use those toolkits use those templates use those um those guides and 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 and, and deploy them and, and you can see the results that people are saying that, that it has an impact on their career on their salary because they measure the results on how they're performing on the job so i think getting that bridging that gap between the mm. theory and, and what you're learning and the doing using those practical uh, to do yeah and it's about getting out there and doing it isn't it e e either through getting a job an internship helping a family business um trying to launch your own side hustle like whatever it takes that's what will get you using google analytics and setting up some marketing automations and stuff trying a little bit of seo yeah you know what what's it like out there do you think in the in the jobs marketplace for someone who's got a specific skill is it a, you know is it a candidate's market are, are companies finding it hard to hire people are they finding it hard to retain people in with these specific skills do you think they are i think um i think uh, obviously the cost of doing that as well has has increased so people are looking to to kind of build those skills within mm. And train and earmarking the people who can learn, who, who want to and have an appetite to learn those skills, and and trying mm. to develop those, and and, and you know, know knowing who you're kind of. Okay, so it's more are. efficient to train people up internally absolutely. than to find those yeah. skills. Absolutely, mm. you're going out to the market and you're paying uh, more to acquire those, and then you've obviously got your ramp up period. Uh, I think there was the Human Resources uh, Management Institute. They 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 published. That it 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 costs four thousand seven hundred dollars just to uh, just in kind of down, business downtime and just to hire someone new and that's before the wage uh, increase costs mm. as well. So I think hiring people, uh, learn, training from within, um, and and growing and building skills from within is 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 key. So uh, if if your company does offer that opportunity, you got to put your hand up because I think when you, mm. when you're looking at CVs, the person with uh, the project skills and the, the, they've gone beyond their day job and their business as usual job to take on those chunky meaty projects that are going to transform the marketing yeah. department or the business. They're th that, that those 
that that's what you want to see when you're when you're looking at it so you know mm, you put your hand up absolutely involved in those projects yeah and talking of cvs resumes um what what three skills do you think people should really be looking to develop and get on their resume or cv you've got your your core digital marketing skills right um and i think if you really want to set yourself apart it's it's data analytics understanding data and being able to use data to drive insights uh, and actions uh and also you know attribution or a why that that is so so data analytics um yeah. the next is cx and ux because they're people that you're talking to. You've got to understand from the data points when they drop out of a journey, why? Like, and what can you do to 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 make sure that they stay engaged, that they are because you've got to understand that sitting behind the data, it, it's people. You're talking to people. What are they thinking, seeing, and doing um throughout that journey? And it's not just when they press buy, it's the the the, the experience that they have afterwards uh that that will realize the lifetime value and it's mapping that journey all the way through and giving them reasons to believe at the start but also moments of delight where they where they come back you know and i think trying to make uh, trying to build that experience and and being focused and building that experience so if you can build get the practice get the the kind of theoretical or the the kind of the the knowledge to be able to do that so that if you do go into another position you've got that knowledge that you're able to make a difference in that space um and then i think the third thing is don't underestimate um, the power skills that you've acquired. If, you, if you're new, if, you, if you're at an entry level position, there's power skills that you've acquired through your sports, through the, the extracurricular activities that you've done, being part of a team, you know, influencing the manager that this person needs to come on uh, as half back or whatever, you know, um, that that's really um, that's really important. Um, and don't underestimate that 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 you have acquired those power skills and maybe not in a job setting, but you've acquired them and they're transferable and really bigging them up in your CV, I think is really important. Hey, if you've gone around your community and persuaded people to donate to charity, that's a really valuable skill, right? Absolutely. Like you've raised money for charity, you've made a difference in the world. And it's those people that actually take themselves out of their comfort zone uh and yeah. then, then are you know lifelong learners they're the people that they, they, they're curious they stay curious and they're always building they're always improving themselves they're the people that you want um yeah. I, I also ask one question in every interview and that's like how do you stay uh, up to date how do you stay current and i, I listen to the mm. you know what what blogs are they listening to or what blogs are they reading what, what podcasts are you know what youtube videos i want to know that they are dedicated to lifelong learning that they want to learn more because in an ever-changing world Mm. people have to be able to learn something apply it do it and i want to i want to see that and if they can't get back to me with some of the answers then (laughs) that's really good what any other regular interview questions that you have i'm curious actually um i i I say uh what are you most proud of oh Um, interesting yeah um i also like to say if um if your friends were describing you, what would they say? Oh, really? That's a good one. Like, because they're, they're just, you got to gotta try and relax them. they got to get to know who they are yeah. as a person. Um, and uh, that's when they start to relax because they're talking about themselves, like in and on. Kinda, and then you can see who they are and, or you get a glimpse of, of who they are. And I think that's question as well. 
That's very interesting. Well, we're, we're all a bit more prepared for an interview at the DMI now in the marketing team. But um, <laughs> um, great. Well, Mishka, thanks so much. Our time is up, unfortunately. I could talk to you all day about this stuff, but um, I really appreciate that. Um, we've we've learned a lot in, in the short time. Um, just one final thing. Just do remind our listeners where they can connect with you online. Yeah, so it's Mishka McInerney and the... The spelling of my name will be in the show notes, hopefully, <laughs> because yeah. you can go on to LinkedIn or Twitter um, and you can connect with me there. If you've got any questions, if you want to have a chat, um, you know, DM me, no problem at all. I'm happy to get back to anyone who has any further questions or uh, wants deeper insights. Absolutely no problem at all. That's great. Thanks so much, Mishka. And I hope to talk to you again on an episode sometime soon, hopefully. Thanks, Will. All right. Take care. Thanks. See you. If you enjoyed this episode, subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. And for more information about transforming your marketing career through certified online training, head to digitalmarketinginstitute.com. Thanks for listening.